Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Thursday, May 7th. So as you know, we are here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And of course, we also really want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com, or you can call us at 781-591-0390. We would love to know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. Look, we want to hear it all. We want to hear it all. Indeed. You know, I do love Dory. I feel like you really follow that lineup always with an indeed, which is such a lovely word. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Just trying to, you know, transition into me asking you how you're feeling without seeming like overly eager to get into it. (laughs) No, I I appreciate because I do always want to know how how am I doing? Yes. You mean you always want to be here for me? I appreciate that. Um, you know, <laughs> when we last spoke, I was basically like walking into a wall. Um, and last night, I I started out my evening last night by like doing some work. And then I was like, no, I need to relax. Yeah. And I put on my, he- I was kind of inspired by you. I put on my headphones. I blasted a live Grateful Dead show. And I made a string bracelet with some string and some beads that I stole from my kids. Ooh. I made a very basic, you know, not a, not a, like a friendship bracelet type thing. And I wrote, wrote some words with some beads and then I put it on my wrist and I was like, okay, well I did that. Oh, and it was nice. Like it was just fun to kind of like rock out and you know, my relaxation at night is normally reading Mm-hmm. But I was like, what if I just did something with like, me? and I, you know, what was really nice. I didn't listen to a podcast. So, mm. I mean, look, obviously I love podcasts as a podcaster, but it was nice to not be, fo- not have my brain have to like focus on the words just to be yes. like listening to music I knew very well and do something with my hands. And, you know, it was mindless. It was kind of meditative. I, I, I don't know if I would call it a hobby, but it was a thing I did that I enjoyed. That's awesome. Well, it also was nice because I do think sometimes I get like swept away being like, oh, if I want to start this project, I've got to like order this thing. And instead I just like yeah, scavenged yeah, 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 yeah. around at the bottom of like a bin and found some stuff. And I was like, well, this works. That's so great. Well, thank you. I will make you a bracelet. Oh, my goodness. Really? Happy happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you are, that. You're getting a very childlike bracelet from me. Great. I look forward to it. I really do. Well, this is kind of perfect timing because you talked about your painting yesterday and then listeners were sharing their craft projects with us. Yes. It was such a delight. I really, really enjoyed looking at all of our listeners' craft projects on Instagram. People were tagging us. We got some over a DM. Um, I reposted a bunch of them and they were just so cool. Oh, and it looks like I'm, I'm on our Instagram now. It looks like we've gotten more. <laughs> So this is very exciting. People we got really crafting and there was a variety of stuff. A variety. I was really impressed. We got a photo of a diamond painting, which I've been so curious about. And people say they're really into them. Some pet paintings. Someone redid 
an old cozy coop for her nine month old and What's painted a, her like a, a little cozy like, coop like a like a plastic car for a, for a kid oh that's so cute and she repainted her husband's weight plate to look like a donut <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i want to marry that listener it looks really cool someone made a, a quarantine monkey i saw that one i loved that little guy um a cross stitch of barry manilow <laughs> why not why not? A, a knitted tank top. Um, cool. A really, a really elaborate and pretty Mother's Day card using scrapbook materials. Someone is making baby clothes. Someone is painting tarot cards. They're like taking, they're, they're choosing a card and then painting it. That's really someone, neat. Someone embroidered a reframe the narrative, uh, embroidered reframe the narrative. And then I also love. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Yes, they did um, an embroidery of that says reframe the narrative. And there's these really pretty like flower garlands on the top and bottom. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Oh, my but gosh. My, my favorite th- might be the, the failed craft that someone sent us. <laughs> now this I can relate with. <laughs> she sent us failed DIY chalk made from eggshells and spices for coloring. And they look like turds. <laughs> I deeply appreciated it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh, you know what? I am looking on our Instagram right now. They do look like turds. They're amazing. Thank you. They yes. do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but also like what an experiment. I mean, that is kind yes. of the nice thing. It's like the craft doesn't need to end up being good. It's the act no. of doing it that is is what is soothing, right? It is the journey, not the destination. Oh yes. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> putting that on an embroidery yeah has anyone ever said live laugh love before (laughs) paint it on a big piece of farm wood and hang it in your kitchen um dory just so we're speaking of the journey i would love to know where you are on your paint by numbers journey okay so i am i would say i'm about a third of the way done um i posted an update in my personal stories last night and then i was looking at my painting in the harsh light of day this morning, and I realized that it really needed some (laughs) touch-ups. Like there were some lines that were visible. I was like, oh no, this will not do. (laughs) Because I do it at night when, and the lighting in my office is like very soft. So, you know, I think I miss a lot. You're kind of um, relaxed. You're getting I'm relaxed. Zone, exactly. Yep. Yep. I'm getting in the zone. And so I took it over the window and I was like hunched over it, <laughs> touching it up. Matt came into the office. He was like, are you praying? What is happening? I was like kneeling over it. <laughs> 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 uh, and then I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. It's the morning. This is not when I paint. I need to tear myself away. So I did. <laughs> Look at you, Dory. I know. And I also, I ordered two more kits. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait a second. Hold on. What? <laughs> I ordered two more paint by numbers kits. Go go on, Dory. What do they have? What are they pictures Um, of? So one of them is RBG. <laughs> oh, well, you know, now is the time. We, we need RBG more than ever right now. 
Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. And then the other one is Frida Kahlo. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. Oh, these they're are really so pretty. What, these are so cool. Yeah, they're really nice. You know, Dory, have you ever listened to the Stephen Sondheim musical Sunday in the Park with George? I have not. Well, I feel like it would really resonate with you. It's about George Seurat, the painter. Oh, yes, yes. I'm familiar with the painting. Yes. Well, uh, there's this beautiful you know, I, yes. I minored in art history. You did? I didn't know mm, that. I did. Yes, I did. So, you know, this is really just this is me getting back to my roots. Circle for you? <laughs> well, I was not a fine arts major. I was an art history minor. What did anyway, you focus sorry. on? Okay, wait, I, okay, we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> the, look at us learning new things about each other. Well, I'm going to send you this this song from this musical where he's painting. It's called Finishing oh, good. the Hat. Any Sondheim stan will know it. And I'm not a Sondheim stan, but I'm married to one. Um, but it's really beautiful. I feel like you're going to connect on a new level with this music because it's all about... Um, like a maniacal artist. I'm so... Oh, I see. Um, I'm <laughs> that wasn't excited. A, that wasn't a backhanded, uh, like a secret diss. I mean, like... No, no. I will own being a maniacal artist. Oh. <laughs> I, I spy my son crawling through the doggy door of my office. <laughs> he like glances up at me. He's like... <laughs> oh my God, I love watching. I can hear little sounds of him thumping through... He just he just pulled himself up on my desk and he's like, hello. Oh I mean, he didn't God. say hello. Oh, he's very cute. Hmm. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> well, we I think we could hear from some listeners. What do you think? I would love that. So yesterday we heard from a listener who had done an amazing thing for her company and was kind of bummed that she wasn't getting any she wasn't going to get any recognition. So we gave her some recognition, but a listener also wanted to give her some recognition. So she this listener writes, I was so moved by your email about your professional success in securing the small business loans that not only kept your company afloat, but literally secured the livelihoods for many people in your company. Just imagining how wonderful it must have been for those folks to get hired back on and learn they'd be able to work through the rest of the year, I started to tear up. The amount of lives your work has touched, which is due in no small part to your determination and persistence, is admirable. I'd go as far as to say you are a hero. You should be so proud of this accomplishment, and I hope you feel able to share it with your personal circle in the future. The world needs more people like you. Oh. Hmm. Agree. Hard agree. Hard agree. It's so sweet. Um, Kate, would you like to read this next email? Um, yes, please. Uh, this listener includes a shout out to her sister, Katie, for introducing her to the pod. Shout out, shout out, shout out, Katie. They say, I am writing for any tips on hosting a fun slash not boring virtual Zoom baby shower. I have over 30 people calling in from four different time zones all over the US and Australia. My fiance is Aussie. And while I'm over the moon excited, I'm very nervous and overwhelmed. I've never had a shower before. I'm not yet married. Consider myself an introvert and hate being the center of attention. I feel immensely grateful for the love and effort put into trying to make our special day happen despite COVID-19. Uh, thank you again to my amazing sister and mom. But I'm looking for ideas to help the process run as smoothly as possible. I fear it will be 30 tiny boxes all on mute just watching me open gifts from our house. While I've been a part of many Zoom conference calls for work, I've never been a part of one this big and want to help make everyone feel included. Should we try and mix in fun games like guess the due date and arrival time wait and then send a fun food delivery gift card to the winner later? 
Any helpful tips, suggestions would be so appreciated. Thank you so much. Well, first of all, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations um, on on coordinating a four time zone Zoom in addition to a yeah. Child. Yeah. Um, I think virtual games could be fun. I do too. I it would it, it it's going to require someone running the show who is yeah. type A and organized and who is not you. Yes, it should not fall on you. So if your mom and sister if as it sounds like they are the throwers of this day, if they are game for that, I feel like it would be helpful to lead they, that they need to take the lead. Yeah. So you can just chill. Yeah. Dory, you did a baby birthday party on zoom. I did. Do you have any thoughts on like how to make it feel cohesive or. I mean, people? <laughs> My my birthday party for Henry was like a total of maybe 15 minutes long and included singing happy birthday, watching him shove his face into cake and showing a video that like I somehow messed up the encoding and it stopped two minutes before the end. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if I am <laughs> the right person to ask about this. I mean, a cute thing might be to have people make videos for you, like have everyone you know say i don't know a, a a wish for the baby i don't know what do people say at baby showers <laughs> like you know what i mean like they could yeah. everyone could make could make a little a little video someone yesterday suggested that um website tribute.co right oh yeah that was it that sounded really cool yeah so it makes it easy to create a collaborative video montage that you can give as a gift so people could make a video for you and then you could show it at the um at the baby shower yeah i love that idea and i think a game could be fun um and getting back to like your mom or your sister running the show i know like i know just from observing my children's teachers coordinating zooms with them they have the ability to kind of like mute and put people up on camera and stuff like that so if they know ahead of time how to kind of operate the zoom I think it would be easy for them to go around mm. rather than <clears throat> having it be the responsibility of like the participants to like volunteer themselves. It's uh, I'm imagining this a very produced virtual zoom baby shower. <laughs> Apologies to get into producer produce producer mode. Um, this is hard. I, I, you know what I wanted to say? I don't know if you need to have everybody watch you open gifts. I was thinking that as well, Kate. You know, you say you're an introvert and you don't want to be the center of attention. I, I think you could just say thank you all so much for the lovely gifts. We're going to take our time savoring opening them this afternoon and, you know, obviously get your you could get your thank you notes ready or you could even like record your reaction to each one or something like yeah. that. But that would that might take a lot of the pressure off. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be like a two hour Zoom. I think that's a really good suggestion. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you're so welcome. Um, <laughs> all right. We have a voicemail. Let me just uh, pull it up here. Do you have any tips as someone who hosted my baby shower? Very, very, very well. Oh my gosh, um, it was so much fun. I was, was just thinking so about that actually. Fun. 
because I still have the decorations hanging in my yard. We've never taken them oh, down. <laughs> it was so nice. It was really fun. I mean, I am a very an- anxious party host, um, so I can relate to this listener. I don't like I, I get a little nervous for the stuff like this, but I, I mm-hmm. think just I don't I honestly don't because doing it on Zoom seems really hard. I mean, the nice thing about your shower was people just kind of gathered and ate yeah. and there were little spots people could stand in front of and do an activity. And then, you know, so, yeah, you're you know, right. actually, though, Dory, one thing you did have at your shower that I thought was really cool is you asked people to bring books. I did. So perhaps that could also be a fun way where people could each share their favorite children's book as kind of like an icebreaker or a, like maybe, maybe that is something this listener could incorporate in their zoom call in their zoom. That's shower. a really, that's a really good idea. All right. Let's hear a voicemail. Hey, Kat and Dor. Um, I love you guys' podcast. Um, this is for here for you, by the way. Um, so I just had a question about, body love and self-image love. Um, I don't know if anybody else has been feeling like this, especially during quarantine, but I feel that I'm just focusing more on the flaws and imperfections and kind of really honing in on those little things. So I was wondering if you guys have any tips on just sort of loving your body and focusing on being healthy rather than, you know, having washboard ass or something like that. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. I really love this podcast. I look forward to the weekdays because that's when it's on. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, body image stuff is so tough when we're not in a global pandemic. Yeah. And I think it is really hard now when we're home. A lot of people are home alone. Mm-hmm. Um, our practices have changed or routines and that can really throw throw us um, for a loop. I would say if you, you know, I, I am not experiencing this deeply right now, but this is something I have done a ton of um, self-work on. Uh, if you have ever heard me talk about it on Forever 35, you know what I'm talking about, but I've done a lot of deep exploration about my body image issues and disordered eating. And I feel like you you can set up some boundaries for yourself at home um, mm-hmm. to kind of help with this. A big one for, for me is like managing what I see and don't see in feeds, mm-hmm. um, in social media feeds. Wh- what kind of information am I getting versus, or, or putting body positive people into my feeds, people of different body shapes rather than just like influencers with washboard abs. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you can really, if you can really curate your the things that you're looking at to create positive feelings. Um, I think that can really help. Mm-hmm. There's wonderful podcasts and literature and books that really dig into stuff like this, um, which I'm happy to kind of put a little list together for our show notes. And I think being like, finding even if it's writing down like five things you love about yourself each day or that are that don't need to just be physical obviously because our attributes go so go so far beyond our bodies um Mm -hmm. little practices like that i think can help and also like be forgiving of yourself what we see and think about ourselves is rarely the truth right dory 
Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like examining the things that the stories that we're saying about ourselves and really thinking about if they are true true or not. I don't know. Dory, do you have any thoughts? I like your suggestion. No, I I like your suggestion of, of following more people on social media with different body types. I think that's really, really important. Um, It's just, it's hard. It's just such a, it's such a process. It's like a constant thing that I have to work on also. So we see you. Yeah, we do. I think this is a struggle a lot of people are experiencing right now. Um, And I wish I had more, I would just, I wish I had more guidance on it other than just saying, like Dory said, we get it. It's really hard. All right. Um, We have an interesting quandary from a listener. Hi, Kate and Dory. I live in the Seattle area, a.k.a. initial U.S. epicenter, and our family has been self-isolating since early March per the still-in-effect statewide stay-at-home, stay-healthy initiative. We have not seen family except for at a distance, staying in the car when picking up, dropping off items at our houses, and virtually. I have a 27-month-old who went from seeing her grandma, a.k.a. her primary caregiver, when I went into the office almost daily to not at all physically. It makes me sad to think of all the missed time slash hugs slash moments with extended family for who knows how long. I work at a very large e-commerce website, and our most recent work-from-home guidance was moved to October, when they, where they will evaluate the situation again. October is a long time from now, and there's a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not there will be a second wave then. This news itself was pretty dramatic and depressing. Are you guys optimistic that you'll be able to see family soon? How are you handling this difficulty within your own families? And for Dory, do you think this will psychologically impact Henry's development, the lack of different environments, social interactions, especially with other kids? This is such an important time of development for young children. I wonder how much different their generation will be. Thanks for the show. I used to listen to Adventure and Forever on my commute. Now it is here for you during nap time while trying to work for 30 minutes uninterrupted. Aww. Mm. So, oh, God, go on. No, 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 you start, you start. Well, what I was going to say is I anecdotally, I I know of some families who are starting to set up quarantines, um, establishing like very clear and strict rules for them to interact with. Sometimes it's other family members. Sometimes it's like one other family, like a friend family. Um, basically, they agree to isolate with each other um, and have very strict rules about like grocery shopping and leaving the house, et cetera, et cetera. And they only see each other. So you could theoretically set something up like that with your, I think it's your mom or I don't know, with with your child's grandmother um, and see if she would be willing to do that. So that is one suggestion. Um, am I optimistic that we will be able to see family soon? No. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't know when air travel is going to be safe. My parents live across the country. So do my husband's. Um, my brother and his family live across the country. My sister lives halfway across the country. Like, I just don't see it being realistic anytime particularly soon um 
but I think because they live so far away, I'd kind of gotten used to not seeing them very often. I could see how it would be really hard if it, you know, was someone that your child saw every day. That's really difficult. Um, sorry, I'm just going through every one of these questions. <laughs> um, do I think this will psychologically impact Henry's development? Um, I don't actually, but I think that is because Henry is so little that he is still, he's still of the age where I think the most important thing is for him to form bonds and attachments with his caregivers and to be in familiar environments and to not get overstimulated. And, you know, I had been sort of, one thing that I'd been wrestling with a lot since Henry was born was actually like how much to take him out. Like I always felt like there was a lot of pressure from, I don't want to say necessarily pressure from other moms, but like just this sort of unspoken pressure of like, Hey, let's all go to this place. And, and I would be the one being like, Oh, well that's when Henry naps or, you know, like I, I feel like I was always the one like throwing cold water on the idea of going places. Um, but that is because like at this young age, it is so important for them to have structure and a schedule. And I didn't want to always be disrupting it with like taking him to the beach or whatever. Um, so I feel like I have always been a little bit wary of the idea that like very young children need to be like exposed to all of these experiences. Um, I'm actually writing about this in my book. Um, so in that regard, I am not really worried about the lack of different environments. The social interactions is interesting. Um, I don't know how much, especially kids under the age of two, need that much interaction with other kids. Um, so that has also been sort of like, I don't know, like it is, it, I feel like it's kind of been for me, like at this age, they're really just doing parallel play, like they're not playing with each other. Um, but I, I think as they get older and your kid is 27 months and so that's kind of getting to the age where they could start playing with other children. I, yeah, I, that does, I do think about that. Um, but I also think kids are really resilient and like when they, when they start being able to see other kids, they will adapt. I just rambled for a really long time. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Kate, do you have thoughts? Um, no, I don't. I mean, you, I think you said enough. Like, I, I, you know, I, I'm also not optimistic about seeing my family. My family also lives plane rides away. Um, and I just want to say, like, let yourself grieve that. If that is a listener who wrote in, I don't know if that's your situation because it sounds like you can drive to your child's grandparent, um, which is great. And I would encourage you to explore what it would look like to quarantine together so that, your kid could see them, but also you could get your primary caregiver back. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've, I, I feel deep grief about the fact that like my, you know, my brother and my sister-in-law had a baby in March and I'm not, I, who knows when I'm going to get to meet my um, nephew, you know, and I feel yeah. deep, deep sorrow over that. And if I really start thinking about it, I get really sad. So, you know, I know a lot of people are in this kind of situation. I don't know when I'm going to see my dad again. Um, I don't know when I'm going to see my in-laws. It's scary and it's sad. But also, we like, also it's really important to remember that, like, we're keeping ourselves and our, those family members that we love safe 
mm-hmm. by not seeing each other. And that's very, it's all very confusing and hard to wrap your head around. And there's a lot of sorrow involved there. So, or at least there is for me. So that's all I have to say about that. I think, yeah. I think kids will be fine. I, I think the most important thing is like that they are experiencing consistency and compassion and care right now. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel too. All right. Well, the word Oof. of the day, yeah, Whew. the word of the day is community. Um, it just, I thought of this as I read this last email and just in general, how our, our sense of community is changing during this time and we're forming virtual communities, different communities and yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that. Today. You know, I have a I have a group of friends. We're on a Marco Polo together, and we've all been commenting about how we feel like we've gotten closer in the last few months, like via our Marco Polo friendship. These are all people I live near, but like we've been talking every day, and it's been everyone. Fe- it feels more intimate, and people are more vulnerable, and so it's been interesting to see that That's those so cool. bonds deepen in this new way. <sighs> <sighs> um, Kate, do you want to talk about our activity of the day? Yeah, you know, it's it's not necessarily a, a tangible one for everyone, but it is National Nurses Week this week. It started mm. yesterday. Um, I have quite a few nurses in my family and nurse friends, and I know we have listeners who are nurses. And so I know Dory and I just wanted to say thank you and honor all the nurses out there. And if you know of a nurse or have the ability to say thank you or do something nice for a nurse or nurses, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. What a great idea. Hmm. I love nurses. Nurses are the best. The best. Well, Dory. Yes, Kate. This brings us to the end of Here For You for today. It does. It does. We will talk to you all tomorrow. We are here for you. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.